Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bonsai Podcast. Podcast doesn't stop, we just keep on going, even if we're not around for a month. My name is Mike. My name is Tyler. That's right, and we're your hosts. This is an anime and video games podcast. What's up, everybody? Oh, Hello. We're not going to do the whole thing in song. I was really excited to try to keep <laughs> this going. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not going to do the whole thing in song. Um, I mean, that would be impressive. Uh, it would but be. It, right now, it doesn't set a very good precedent. Um, seeing as, <laughs> seeing as the one man who was known to do everything in song is, is finally going to jail or may be in jail. I'm not entirely Wait, what? sure. Who, who are you talking about? R. Kelly, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. R. Kelly finally got in real trouble <laughs> after like 20 years <laughs> of like pissing on little kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> he finally, he finally is in jail. And I think, I think. Good fuck the, him. Yeah, I think the parents of the world can rest easy. Um, yeah, like the fact that he wasn't in jail for the past fifteen years is—I mean, Asinine, it just says like it, literally crazy. It just says what money can do. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking ridiculous. But <laughs> Luthi says, "I believe I can fly straight into jail." <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch these cell bars. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say the sky through my cell bars every night and day. <laughs> <laughs> I just think about my peeing days. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, have All you right. ever watched the entirety of the closet? No. I don't, uh, no. I guess it's I guess it's a bad time to be talking about like the things that R. Kelly did, but the closet is it's amazing, Tyler. <laughs> what what is it? I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, I know he he he's a musician. Okay, so R. Kelly made a an album called The Closet, and mm-hmm. it's like. It's like a, I think it's like 45 minutes, maybe even longer. And it's a, it's, it's one continual story, right? And it's Mm -hmm. very much a story. Like it doesn't always rhyme, you know, but he sings every second of it and it's in parts and it's his journey from sleeping with a married woman, uh, to, you know, her husband coming home and he hides in the closet. And then like, there's a little person who I believe he calls a midget with a gun and like, everybody's got, (laughs) just goes on and on and on Tyler and just becomes, it's so ridiculous. It's literally like, uh, you ever heard of Axe Cop? No. Okay. So Axe Cop is a story. It's a comic book that is written by like a five-year-old. And then drawn by his dad, who's like a professional oh. comic book artist. Oh, right? okay. That sounds yes. funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So, like, uh, the closet is a lot like that. It's like... <laughs> but it, but it's, it's just all R. Kelly. <laughs> yes. It's entirely R. Kelly. So it's like, if you just I, explain... I, I actually forgot. Uh, the, the only... I, 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 I don't listen to a ton of music. I don't know shit about R. Kelly or his music. But the only thing I knew about R. Kelly was that uh, South Park made fun of him. Uh, and in, in the show, he was locked in a closet. 
That was yes. all I remember. So this makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it is it should be a joke. Like the whole song album, the many it should be a joke, but it is done with the most sincerity out of anything I've ever seen in my life, I think. Like like he R. Kelly was so serious okay. about the closet. <laughs> so fucking funny dude and every single song was turned into a music video so it's a movie <laughs> tyler's never seen the closet no what? devin's like what <laughs> i know i can hear her i i i did not know this uh yeah so i so mean anyway. r kelly is a horrible person that sounds like a uh like a train it's like a, a masterful train wreck Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and now he is permanently locked in a closet. Of of bars. Mm-hmm. I mean, a closet's a closet. It's just a tiny room, right? I don't know how do you define a closet. No, because it is a room of its own. It is, yeah. it's small, you know what I mean? No, I, I mean, I know people who, like, their rooms were closets. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about Harry Potter. Yeah, you, you, yeah, I have another friend who... Uh, he rented a, a really big closet for, like, 300 bucks a month in San Diego mm-hmm. or something. But he was able to, like, fit a bed and a, and a desk in there. Yep. Like. Nope. Yeah, Neonos is saying he lives in. What's the definition of a closet? Uh, you gotta check it out. I bet you, I bet you America and England disagree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> just to start off, when you look up closet on Google under the dictionary section, it says now number 1 North American. So there probably is a oh difference. My god. Oh my uh, god. A tall recess or wardrobe with a door used for storage. So fucking anything could be a closet as long as it has a door. Yeah, I mean my ass could um, be a closet. It, it, uh, but apparently it has to be tall also. So Ryan's ass could be a closet. You just uh, store a bunch of stuff in there. It no, has a no, door. no. It, it, what's the door? The sphincter. It opens and shuts. That's. I would assume that's the definition of a door. Hold on. What's the definition of a door? <laughs> definition of door. Because it doesn't have to have a knob. You can push doors. There's swing nah, doors. How does an anus shut? What What is the mechanism of shutting? Uh, it's like um. Like Star Wars, you know those like doors that are like whoosh and they open up. Yeah, no, sideways. no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but what is that mechanism called? It's your, it's a sphincter. Because here, here's the thing: a door sphincter. has it, it is a hinged, sliding, or revolving barrier at the entrance to a building, room, or vehicle, or in the uh, framework of a cupboard. I see. So Kit is screaming at us that it's more of a valve. <laughs> you know, you know what? Kit's right. It is more of a valve. That's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't say that that uh, an ass can be a door. Well, apparently Neonosis is boarding a plane. Hey, man, thank you uh, for dropping in. <laughs> you have a safe flight for the first five minutes. I swear to God, you are an uh, international hitman, dude. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> anyway. Uh, by the way, uh, we are joined by Alpha, Cole, Luthi, Neo, Omni, and Kit. We've got a big house today. It's good. It's yeah. good to see you all here. Fucking love you yeah. guys. I'm really glad that we changed the Patreon around to let more people come in during the live recording. So it's it's been a lot more fun since we did that. Yeah, it has been. It has been. 
I'm still waiting on our Mr. Meows to come and save the day. <laughs> Join the $15,000 tier and take a trip to Disneyland VIP with us. Yep. But we'll, uh, you know, maybe I think what's stopping everybody from joining that tier is really the pandemic. Yeah, I agree. I, so I think as soon as, as soon as uh, you know, the world is at a safe spot, somebody's definitely going to join the $15,000 tier. I would, to go I would to assume Disneyland. all of our Patreon or our Patreon supporters would jump up to that tier. But we, we did not put a limit on it. Yeah, so. we're, we're going to live in Disney World. <laughs> we are going to become Mr. Meows. So it'll be it'll be a good time. Um, <laughs> we're gonna be regulars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler. So so here's here's something I was thinking about, and yeah. I think that we should just we should just do it because mm-hmm. we do it anyway. But mm-hmm. let's start a new segment on this podcast called the news. <laughs> no All right, Tyler, what's been going on? Uh, no, we can't we can't have a new segment, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because that means I have to find more music whenever I edit it. No, you don't. Just take the music that you used in the beginning, cut it in half, and just put it in between that. Oh, okay. Is that what you do? You just use one song for the whole thing? No, but I'm also not being lazy. I could be lazy if I wanted to. That's fair. We could both be lazy. What's going on with me? Uh, okay, so I, I I got up and it's really cold because it's fall now. I don't know if you guys have noticed that it's fall, but it's fucking cold all of a sudden. Uh, I'm like wearing sweatshirts and shit all day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it says, wait, there's music on the podcast? Yeah, Kit, between the segments, there's music. You just always hear it live, so you don't know. It's good music, too. <laughs> I've used, I've used uh, all sorts of like- anime music, sometimes video game. I used a lot of Japanese covers of pop songs. Yeah, um, too. One of my favorite ones was uh, this uh, James Brown cover. Mm-hmm. And it was like, instead of a uh, fucking, um, it's, it's Sex Machine, right? That's the, uh, the that's the name of the song, I think, you know? I don't know. Like a sex machine. Sure. I get on the scene. Like a loving machine, you know, but it's uh, but it's Japanese and it's like, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Um, that's great. So, yes, it's fall in Portland, it, it, it's fall, it's cold. So, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna put on a, a sweatshirt before we do the podcast. And I grabbed my Discord sweatshirt and I tried to put it on, and both of the fucking saw so- or both of the fucking sleeves were stuffed with socks. And I don't know why. I don't know why. That's that's weird. So I I found a bunch of uh, socks that I had been missing and had no idea about, apparently. So Uh, when I was a kid, I used to pull this prank on myself, right? Like, to mm -hmm. try and test my memory. I used to put tacks in the bottom of shoes I didn't wear very often. And, like, see if I would remember. And then if I didn't, I'd put put my foot in my shoe. I'd be like, ow, Mikey rascal. (laughs) (laughs) Like past me, you little so and so. It's funny. You can really like you can really prank your future self. No, I don't feel yeah, like a lot of people does that do that. But I'm sure I would. You uh, can. Uh, I mean, what, what was I gonna say? Oh, so I I will say I went to the store the other day. I needed to do some shopping. Um, and I've I've been on like this hot dog kick. Basically, I, I found keto hot dog buns even though i haven't been eating keto but it's very exciting so that means that if i ever get myself back on fucking track and eating keto 
I, I can have hot dogs because those are keto. So I went to the store to get some hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And as I was picking out hot dogs, I was like, you know, like the most popular, the most popular, the most uh, well-known, at least in my opinion, are like the Hebrew national hot dogs, you know, like everybody knows those, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the I fuck mean, are those not in the kosher aisle at the store? Because they, I mean, maybe they just haven't been blessed by a rabbi. But they're kosher. Are they? Yeah. Or is that just the marketing tie? No. What? What does that mean? I mean, it like, it, like, does it say kosher on them? Hebrew or... National Hot Dogs kosher. Are Hebrew National Hot Dogs kosher? From myjewishlearning.com. Let's go. <laughs> yes, dude. I need this website. Send it to me. Myjewishlearning.com? Gonna... Yeah, dude. I'm going to come at you. I'm going to come at you with all this Jewish <laughs> stuff. And you're going to be like, what? Here you go. Here's the hot dog link. Oh okay. my god, it's like a whole fucking, like, page. It should say just... kosher right on the fucking pack. Uh, oh, there is a pack here. Does it say gluten-free, uh, family it's... pack, premium? kosher beef, 100% kosher beef. There it is, right, right in the big thing. Okay. Yeah. How is so how, means... could, how could something not be 100% kosher beef? Like, would the rabbi just bless, like, half of it? I want that job, dude. <laughs> I want to be the rabbi that just goes places and is like, kosher. It's kosher. It's kosher. I want that job. That sounds like a great job. Sounds that like you're not sound too much. Like a great job. Oh, man. Yeah. I really missed out on my calling in life. I bet that dude gets paid big. I, yeah, I bet. I bet he does because people love kosher stuff. They don't even know. Like, I, I'll tell you. Christians don't generally know what kosher is. They just think Dude, kosher is right. Even the Jews don't really know what kosher is. They don't know that it's just blessed by a rabbi? I mean, I'm sure, like, a good amount of them do, but, like, if I said, what does kosher mean? They'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Jewish food, I guess. You know, no. like... Oh, oh, Jews think that it's Jewish. I see, I see. See, yeah. when when Christians see kosher, they're like, oh, this is... It's just good, you know, because it's kosher. But but being kosher doesn't mean it was blessed by a rabbi, I don't think. Kosher has it, to do with how the food is handled while alive and yes, how it's killed and processed. Yes, yeah, it, it has to be it has to be handled and and prepared by the Jewish laws. Oh god. What are yeah, these laws? Yeah, they're Jew laws. What are the laws, Tyler? Let me uh, Tell me the laws of kosher. Uh, I don't. Come on, I don't know them off the top of my head. Well, you look them up, and I'll tell people about some stuff that's going on with me. So, okay. Uh, I got food laws. That's something that I never thought was going to be in my fucking <laughs> Google searches. I got, and I have to be quiet about this. A kitty cat. His name is Naru. And why do you got to be quiet about that? Because uh, we're not technically supposed to have a cat. But, I mean, ESA, which is an emotional support animal thing. Um, mm-hmm, and so does mm-hmm. Devin. So it's all legal. We just don't want to deal with it. Um, anyway, so we we got him. His name's Naru. He's blonde. And he is the cutest boy. And he snuggles. And he instantly gives up the belly, dude. Like, just like roll like i'm talking full belly man like you like full hand on it you can you can do scrunches you can do pets all of it he just he just doesn't care 
And is he one of those cats that like you you'll start like scratching his like butt near the tail and he gets really into it? Yeah, I mean most cats are like that because they have like I don't know. There's something towards the bottom of their spine there that like they just get like they're like you know they just like yeah, put yeah, their yeah. ass up in the air. Um, yeah, they really like it. One thing that's the, funny about there's some him, other cats that really like being like like slapped back there. You know what I mean? Like you, you like pat them. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> just slapping the pussy, dude. Well, well. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know how like dogs like that. You know, you'll you like you like like smack a dog a lot, like really hard, and be like, and they're like, yeah, that feels good. Some just, cats are like that too. Oh, you mean you, you mean like patting? Yeah, but but some of them like it like really hard. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like like uh. Like fucking like Rottweilers and stuff. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, but like the muscle cats dogs. like that too, where like you'll you'll pet them and and they'll like look at you like harder. And then so you, you do it hard and they're like meh and they're like really happy about it. Like yeah. have you tried uh, that yet or no? No, he he's a little he's you know, he's still dressing so a little skittish um from mm, time to time, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like but uh he's 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 just he's so fucking funny. Um and Devin says he has chosen me, which is the first time that I've ever been chosen. Um, but we're also a little concerned that he's not fully grown, um, even though he's supposedly two, because his paws are like fucking tiger paws, dude. They're so big. And he's got oh, a ton so of his fur. His paws are like way bigger than. Mm-hmm. And his he fangs, is. dude, he's got like fucking saber tooth fangs, man. So we're we're thinking, and he's got a ton of fur in between his paws. So it's mm-hmm. like could be a could be a uh, coon cat. Ooh, without us kid knowing. Kid says, says you're giving the cat foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there now. <laughs> well, but, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting to see because, like, wh- how much does he weigh? Like. 10, 15 pounds or something? Uh, something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a medium build. Okay, so... Well, but long hair? I uh, medium. medium. Oh, domestic medium hair. Mm, yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah. okay. But he's got a big bottle brush for a tail, and, you know... He's I got like a bunch bottle brush tails. Fern is a yard, and fern is paws, and the big Well, fangs. he might just be a hairy cat, I mean... Well, the, the fur in between the paws is a... That's a... Um, Coon cat trait or a, ma- a main coon cat trait that only they have. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, that's so exciting. I wish, I wish when I had come out there, you had already had that cat. Cats yeah, are, cats are the best. Especially when they're like really relaxed and chill. Like it's just, it's great. Devin is cuddling with him right now. Is he, uh, see a lap sitter yet or? Oh, yeah. I mean, not like I tried when I was like, uh, editing, like mm-hmm. I put a pillow on my lap and he was just like, gonna crawl over your keyboard and go away you know like, yep, yep that's very cat like <laughs> but we're getting there see um, here's the thing you haven't tried streaming yet the moment you start trying to stream that cat is gonna be all over you and bugging you i'm very excited for it it's great everybody's gonna love it all the better because nobody cares about when i play video games they just want to see me like sit in front of the camera and like talk about stupid shit yeah yeah, when you play video games, 15 people. When, when you talk about random shit, 30 to 50. Yeah. If you talk about random shit with a cat, you're going to get over 100 easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cats oh, yeah. sell YouTube. <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> 
Oh yeah, he's he's he he's going to be in videos for sure. Speaking of videos, um, we just finished one that was yeah. pretty was pretty neat. Uh, we got a lot of praise for it from not only our uh, viewers but also um, our friends, which was really cool. Uh, like Beyond Ghibli, um, like messaged me and he was like, "Dude, like that fucking that video was so dope." And I was just like, "Cause it was you know I was looking at it." uh and you know mm-hmm. like it was a 15 minute video by us it wasn't anything particularly special we didn't have a ton of um footage to use you know we had to reuse that lightsaber fight like 25 times yeah, uh, we there's did- like two lightsaber fights and there's only like two bits of action in each one they're because really they're, good. they're very yeah they're really good but they're also very simple lightsaber fights like mm. like the older uh star wars fights yeah uh, so th- there's not a shitload of like flippy doos, you know, like there's not a ton of that going on. Yeah. Uh, so and the rest we didn't is have talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, uh, we definitely reused those fights a good amount, but we kind of had to, mm-hmm. but yeah, we got a lot of high praise for it. Um, I don't think people understood like how, or pe- people didn't realize how into star Wars I am. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that shocked a lot of people. Uh, but the thing is, is like, okay, so, so beyond Ghibli is always very encouraging to us. Um, well, you know, it's funny because like, we always think that Joe's videos are better than ours and he always thinks that his videos are worse than ours. Yeah. I, I, and I finally brought always. that up to him cause I watched his video, right? I thought his, his video was phenomenal, dude. Super good. Like, so, so this, the video that we put out is on the elder from Star Wars Visions. It's the Star Wars anime that came out on um, Disney Plus. And yep. us and eight other YouTubers got together. It was uh, Beyond Ghibli, uh, Isla McTeer, Jack uh, Under the Scope, Mr. Nice yep. Guy, Kaze, yep. Shabes, uh, who you who did it under Caribou Coon, which is uh, his other channel, uh, Replay mm-hmm. Value, yep. and Evanito. Evanito, yeah, dude, I liked Evanito's video too. You know, it's funny. I like funny. this like, too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so they're all in a playlist, and you can watch them in order, just like you can watch Visions in order. And I feel like Joe's really went well with ours as like a companion piece because his was talking a lot about totally lightsabers. Totally agree. Completely yeah. agree. Um. I I I can't remember who said it. I think it was in our Patreon comments. Uh, but somebody was talking about how they really liked ours and they really liked uh, uh, Beyond Ghibli's because we actually talked about Star Wars in our specific show, mm. you know, mm-hmm. in, in what Star Wars means within yeah. that context, the context of ours in particular, not just like the entire uh, visions. And, was, and I and I kind of agreed with that a lot. Um, it was Omni. Omni. Okay. Yeah. Hey Omni, what up, what's Omni? up, dude? <laughs> also, uh, Charles the Sorcerer is in the house, but yeah, so so it was it was really good. Like I watched everybody's videos; everybody's videos were really great. Like uh, Under the Scope got stuck with Tatooine Rhapsody, which I think is more or less the the least favorite, uh, other than the last one. What was it called? Like Akika, uh, uh, something like that. Akikara um, or something uh, like that. Yeah, uh, uh, and replay value to that. I I hadn't heard of replay value before but his video was really good um but one video that i have to point out that not enough people watched at all uh which is really disappointing to me because this guy 
is a really good YouTuber uh, who is swinging way beyond his league. Like uh, Kaze is um, Kaze talks is mm-hmm. is fucking he's good dude like he's really yeah. good i think he's um i talked to him because I, I i could not place his accent at all and it's it's partially portuguese so oh, he okay. has a, interesting yeah and like i don't know if you've ever heard like a portuguese person speak english um but it's a very strange accent it is a like like portugal portuguese it's a very mm-hmm. strange accent um but his uh, is, that's where i would have assumed as opposed to like brazil yeah yeah uh, his his is really toned down. It's it's nice. It's not like you're trying to figure out what he's saying by any stretch of the mm-hmm. imagination. Um, but like my friend's like a hundred percent Portuguese. His grandmother came over from Portugal, and uh, she used to come into McDonald's when I worked there as a kid. And mm-hmm. I, like I couldn't understand a word she said, and I had no. I didn't know it was his grandma, and I had no idea what language she spoke. You know what I mean? Like, and it turned out it was Portuguese and like Portuguese is a really cool language with a really cool accent. But anyway, he did the video on, um, TOB one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he found things like, not only was it really well edited, it was really well written, but he found things that I had, I just didn't make any connections to like, it's very, uh, very like apparent call outs to, or not call outs, but callbacks to Fantasia. Um, right, I, I saw that comment. Uh, I didn't, I haven't actually watched his video yet because I, I watched a few of them. And I was like, I'm gonna go play Metroid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I I did get the notification for that comment. I was like, oh really? There was Fantasia stuff yeah. in there. I did not notice that. Yeah, yeah, he did. It. He did a really good job. It was really cute. It was it was like very close to how I probably would have covered it. It mm-hmm. you know. But like I told him, I was like, dude, I didn't. I did not even put fantasia like together with that like you know what i mean like it was just like mm-hmm. he did he did a really phenomenal job and his channel's small i think he has like four thousand to six thousand subscribers he deserves way more he should definitely be up there with uh the rest of us you know in that in that mm-hmm. two hundred thousand range it, like because he just he deserves it i i really think that like do you know uh how long he's been making videos not that long i don't think i like i think that he, you know he he was basically he was really excited to be a part of this you know because like he watched a lot of our channels um and was like i want to i want to do that you know which i that's why i got into youtube cuz i watched a bunch of channels um luthi's got to go hey it's cool hanging out with you man thanks for uh thanks for Dude, his chilling out thumbnails are fucking good too yeah he's really good like and and that was the thing that blew my mind about shapes too like his video essay was phenomenal, right? So, so shapes for what he does, like most of the time, what he does is he critiques videos uh, from people who make content on anime. It's called the Anitude Digest, right? So it's just him sitting in front of a camera and going over YouTube videos. He's critiqued ours quite a few times. He's very fair. Like if he doesn't like it, he doesn't fucking like it, and he'll tell you, you know. And if he does like it, he'll tell you why. Um, yeah, I, I I really like uh, hearing what he has to say about our videos because he he won't pull punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also when he really likes something, he's also very good at describing why. Yes, and that and that's um, the kind of feedback that we need from people. Um, yeah. So it, it, a- except for when he's trying to describe our our secret formula. Uh, is what he called it. He's like, they have an invisible formula. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but it's there. Yeah, he's like, all of Bonsai Pop's videos are undeniably Bonsai Pop, but I don't know what that means. 
Uh, and to be <laughs> fair, I don't know what that means either. But um, yeah. yeah, that's the kind of feedback that we're always looking for. So if you email bonsaipopteam at gmail.com as a fan of the podcast and let us know what you think about the podcast, it would really help us out. And if you if you were if you were real about it and you're fair about it, like, you know, uh, please do that because real actual feedback is something that people on YouTube, people as podcasters, et cetera, et cetera, lack. We lack the feedback. Um, and it, it's always good because Shabes like Shabes really helped revolutionize this channel and he didn't do it on purpose. It was just some of yeah. the points he me- meant were very fucking astute. Yeah, so. I, I don't know if we talked about that, but specifically our bleach video uh, was that turning point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where like we had been doing for what, like a year and a half or something like that. We've been doing weekly content releases. Yeah, just grinding, uh, grinding yeah, videos and, out. And it's a grind because like, you know, that that means like, especially for something like show number, you got to watch a fucking shonen in a week and write a script on it and edit it. Good fucking luck. You know what yeah. I mean? And then when you're doing four of them, you, yep. you have to pick things that you already know so that you don't have to watch them again. But if you don't watch them again, you're not going to pick up on the things that you should be picking up on because it's been a while, you know, yeah. you're going off of memory. There's a bunch of reasons, but anyway, his review of our bleach video really helped us be uh more more in tune with what we wanted in the channel and being like you know what maybe trying to put out weekly content isn't necessarily the best thing for us yeah it helped us double down on the fuck youtube idea basically yeah where like youtube wants you to produce 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 like if you make a channel and put out a video every day that is on somewhat of the same topic. I mean, we've seen this happen. Uh, Axel did it with Inuyasha. He mm-hmm. he put out a video on Inuyasha every day for like a month and a half, and his channel just like fucking went through the roof. Oh and yeah, he was getting more views than we were with uh what like ten percent of the subscribers. Yeah, yeah, which he gained during that time. You know right. what I mean? Like, so if you can do that, like you'll you'll probably do all right but you're not going to be able to make the kind of substantial content that somebody like beyond Ghibli does or somebody that I patch wolf does. And that's why people like, like us rely on Patreon because you know, we need, like we have a desire to create better and better things. Uh, mm-hmm. but YouTube does not allow for that. YouTube demands that you are constantly pushing out. They don't care if you're getting a, a lot of views per video they care if you're making a lot of videos and getting a lot of views because you're making a lot of videos, putting out right. one video every day and getting a, you know, a thousand to 10,000 views per video will net you more views than we get in a month. Generally. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Almost always, unless we have a video that like really explodes like our, uh, door hetero video. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, every video is also uh, another uh, possibility for people to see your content and then, you know, be like, oh, I want to support this content and then join the Patreon. We got way more patrons while we were producing content weekly than we do now. Mm hmm. We, we had a huge influx right when we said that we were going to a, an alternate schedule of, you know, whenever a video is ready, that's when it's coming out, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, but not weekly. Uh, and 
our Patreon has dropped back down from that boost to where it was beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't bad. Like we're not, we're not dying by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, we, we do, we would like that level of support back and we're going to work to get that level of support back. I have a couple videos planned for December. Uh, We'll probably Mm -hmm. do another thing where we kind of take January off. uh, But this time we're going to do it to spend more time with the patrons um, because it's just not worth releasing in January, honestly. Right. Um, so we can get and, ready and also, for videos. Yeah, we exactly. We can we can watch a bunch of stuff. We can prepare for the next few months. Like it gives us a break from editing, which is very easy to burn out on if you're doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which like this month we're supposed to get four videos out. Uh, and we'll we'll see if that happens. Yeah, um, Monster is going to be really difficult. Yeah. Um, and I started watching Mononoke last night, and you're right. Yeah, it's it's, it's that is a that is a it's fucking, fucking weird, weird anime, dude. And it's I don't fucking weird. I don't know if I can, like. I mean, I, again, I'm only an episode or so in because uh, I fell yep. asleep because I'd been up since two a.m. yesterday. It was like eleven thirty when I started watching it, but mm-hmm. uh, p.m. But um, yep, yeah. It's a uh, we'll have to see. I'm gonna have to get a couple more episodes in to see if I can recommend it to people because it is that weird. <laughs> it's it's weird, dude. I mean, I I I'm I'm only two episodes in. I'm planning on watching like a, a good amount today. You mm-hmm. know, either like the rest of it or almost all of it. But like, you know, it, it's Monday. We're supposed to get that video out. What on Friday or Saturday? It's Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday. You're right. 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 Uh, but we're supposed to get that video out. Let me check the schedule really quick. We're supposed to get that video out on Friday. So we, we got less than a week. So we got to know for sure uh, today, basically, if yeah. it's worth doing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's worth doing. <laughs> I definitely. think so, too. Yeah. Like the way I that- think it'll be the only video on YouTube about that anime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and the thing about it is, like, the way I would describe it is, like, think about, like, Persona. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the, like the weird, like, uh, what, wh- what's the word? Um, surreal, surrealness of persona, and then turn that into like Japanese painting. And that is kind of the look of Mononoke. It's very, very strange. Yeah. Um, and, and the feel is like a horror mushishi. Yeah. It's, you it's. Know? Yeah, with, like, the weird stilted dialogue of, like, one of those, like, animated, you know, anime independent films. It's it's very odd. It's super mm-hmm. odd. Um, it, we but just kind of gone into anime. Huh? By the way. We, like, we just kind of gone into our anime section. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, we're, nah, we're, we're talking about, like, upcoming things. We're not talking necessarily about, like, what we watched or did. But, um... As far as, like, news news about, like, what's going around in the world and stuff like that, um, mm-hmm. so the Supreme Court had overturned the Texas law for, like, a, a certain amount of time, and then that got returned back over. So the abortion law is back in stated in Texas. Um, so oh that's a fucking shame. You know, we went into that in detail. Uh, but basically, like, women's bodies are their own fucking business, and, you know... Uh, abortion is a human right it's a human fucking right and human rights are being squashed in texas uh so if there's anything that anybody can do for that 
you know, e- even if it's just a tweet like, hey, this is fucked up, you should do that. You know, you got to stay, you got to stay active about things you, and, and, you know, not to the point where like you're relentless and like, <laughs> you know, you're losing fucking followers because you're constantly bumming people out. But a li- like if enough people shout it, once it, in a while it's about like, you know, having uh, a vocal majority, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, yeah. It doesn't have to be something that you're, like, every day talking about, but, you know, the more people who talk about it more often, the better. Yeah, and men, if you if you are like, well, I'm a guy, I don't care, you know what I mean? You should care, because it affects it affects the women in your life, you know, moms, sisters, uh, daughters, like, friends, all of it. Like, it, because it's none of our business, we mm-hmm. should support it being none of our business. And, yeah. and, and it can affect future people in your life that you don't know yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and honestly, dude, if you knock up a chick who doesn't want to have your baby, that's not, like, too bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's too bad. Well, I'm assuming she can get the abortion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exact, exactly. It's too bad. It, it's not It's not a one-person you know, you're, you can't make that choice. You don't know what it's like to be pregnant. You don't know what it's like to give birth. There's complications. People can die. You know, it's, it's, a it's eight, nine months of a lot of changes, a lot of destruction potentially mm-hmm. to somebody's body. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, your body can irreversibly change from giving birth. Yeah. And if you wanted to have a kid, then you're with the wrong person. You know what yeah. I mean? If, if that person doesn't want to have a kid and you want to have a kid, like you're with the wrong person. Maybe you should have talked about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's just uh, uh Alpha says even if you're a person who supports certain pol- policies, it's not fair as a man without a uterus to have laws about uh uterus affecting politics. Exactly. Well put. Yeah, I well think put. I even I wonder if I can find it cuz I remember I saw something that was like so succinct in describing why, how fuck up this is and why, but I don't remember when I saw it, so it would probably take me a while to find. It's all good. Um, but yeah, so, uh, one of the other things that happened is, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get any of the names right, because I just don't have it in front of my face, but I think we all remember, um, a while back, there was a black man who was shot to death in the back by a police officer in Wisconsin in front of his family. Um, that police officer got off on self-defense. Now, I don't understand how that's fucking possible, because if somebody is has their back to you and is running away, mm-hmm. that is not an attack. And and I assume was also completely unarmed. Like uh, likely, I I mean, again, I I don't want to say anything that I don't know for sure, but you know, um, yeah. So so. Wisconsin did not, um, uh, let me see. Wisconsin cop, uh, wow. Wisconsin cop planting evidence. Wisconsin cop plants drugs in car. Wisconsin <laughs> oh, no, cop it's plants like Florida drugs man. on men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. Um, not guilty. Okay. <laughs> um, no charges the fact against- that you tie The fact that you searched Wisconsin cop and then had to be more specific is a horrifying, uh, Fact. <laughs> okay, so it was it was Kenosha, um, and uh, the man didn't die, but he is um, paralyzed for life. Um, oh my god! Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so 
the file charges against uh, a Wisconsin prosecutor declined Tuesday to file charges against a a white police officer who shot a black man in the back, concluding he couldn't disprove the officer's contention that he acted in self-defense because he feared the man would stab him. Uh, The decision met with swift criticism from civil rights advocates, as it should, and public officials. Well, that's good. Uh, They threatened to reignite protests that rocked the city after the August 23rd shooting that left Jacob Blake paralyzed. Um, Governor Tony Evers, a Democrat, called the decision further evidence that our work is not done and called for people to work together for equality. Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, who is black and more pointed on Twitter, says, I wish I could say that I'm shocked. It's another instance in a string of misapplications of justice. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, like, it's good that he's alive, but at the same time, it's like. You know, I I mean, it's just like you've you've completely destroyed this man's way of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the rest of his life, not yeah. to mention the recovery, how much he's going to have to pay to be able to do anything now, Hospital you know, bills, yep. Hospital like, bills, and then, you know, uh, ramps. I, I assume that he can't take care of himself in the same way now, so he probably needs help for that if he's, you know, if he doesn't have, like, somebody at home. Like, it, it's yeah. just... This is also a man in the prime of his life, and paralysis <sighs> can, I mean... Depends on how low that that numbness goes. You know what I mean? Like fucking dangling doesn't work anymore. That is a lifetime of fucking sex that was taken away from you. You know, release. Like that's fucking harsh. That is really really harsh. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's just it's upsetting. You know. Yeah. Also, and, cops and... wear like fucking armor and like know how to defend themselves against somebody with a knife. It doesn't really sound like. It doesn't, and it, the guy was running away. So, I mean, I don't see how this this prosecutor like wouldn't go through with the charges because, it, like, that's enough evidence. He was running. He was running. He got shot in the fucking back. He shot him in the back. Yeah, I don't know, man. It 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 blows my mind every time we hear something like this, and it's just like how how unbelievably fucked is our is our justice system? Yeah. And, 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 you know, if you're out there being skeptical, being like, well, you know, we don't really know what happened. Imagine if a black cop shot a white person in the back. How different that would go. Just think about that. Just two on that <sighs> while we while we move on. Um, yeah. There's a big oil spill in California. Uh, there's oh still. Did you hear? Have you heard about that? No, I haven't heard about that. Oh, dude, like thousands I'm gonna, of I'm gallons. I have time for fucking news, man. <laughs> That's fair. Thousands <laughs> of gallons of oil have spilled out um, from Orange County. Uh, oh. Pipeline got cut by, sounds like it was an anchor. Um, so, like, the California coast is just fucked right now. Um, people did are trying I, uh, to save the wildlife. Did I, did I ever tell you about the oil rigs uh, between uh, San Diego and Santa Barbara? No. So I used to go to UCSB for college, uh, and I lived in San Diego. I grew up in San Diego. So they're, they're like four hours away, or, you know, if you're smart and avoid traffic correctly, like three. Uh, but near the end, if you're going from San Diego to Santa Barbara, you're driving along the coast because that's where the freeway is. And if you're coming at night, you'll see out on the water what looks like Santa's sleigh and his reindeer. Uh, and it's just fucking oil rigs. There's like a giant fucking oil rig that looks like a sleigh. And then it looks like there's like three sets of reindeer in front of it. Jeez. Like <laughs> side by side. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, it looks just like a, a Santa and, and his reindeer going up there at night every single time. In, in the morning, it's like, oh, well, those are fucking oil rigs. But at night, they all light up and shit. And it's just like, it's very Christmassy. And it's really weird. That's super weird. <laughs> yeah. Especially considering, like, San Diego is, like, the least Christmassy place in the world. Well, this this is closest to Santa Barbara. Oh, okay. I mean, but, even still, Southern California but still, in general. Yeah, it's the same place, yeah. Christmas and palm trees just, like, kind of makes me sick to my stomach. Well, doesn't, <laughs> I mean, for, uh, for fucking Australia, isn't Christmas always in the summer? Yeah, it's weird. I think that's great. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I I think everybody should spend a year in Australia and experience everything opposite. That, yeah, toilets I mean, flush backwards. Christmas is is in the wrong season. Like I think everything all that's a great idea. Everything is out to kill you. People walk backwards. <laughs> Birds constantly attack you. You have to say your sentences in reverse. <laughs> Put in a funny accent. <laughs> um. <laughs> So uh we we had a we had a we had a thing. Um we got offered uh $5,000 to <laughs> to do uh Ridge Shadow Legends sponsorship. Um, oh yeah. And we didn't take it. So yeah. uh the the Patreon was okay with it. The Patreon said do it, bro. Do it, do it, do it. But I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. I I also was uh I was on the fence but leaning towards no. And the more I thought about it, the more I, I was on the no side. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually had a a fairly long talk. Um I can't remember with who I was talking to. I think it was Wiley and uh maybe Charles too? I'm not I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, or Black Hat Scarf. I don't remember. But point is I, I had the I had a talk with uh some of our patrons uh about it cuz they were all like, "Yeah, you should you should probably go for it." And I, I I described the fact that it's like, well, we have to think about it more than just like, "Oh, man, this is an easy sponsorship, you know?" Like a big thing about our channel is the authenticity and specifically with sponsors, we only pick sponsors that we actually like. Like we're yeah. really, really picky on our sponsors. And is it worth a quick five grand to give that up? You I mean, know? the thing is, is I had plans to make my way around that. Um, I had very f- funny plans. Um, and, you know, like I, I still have those plans in the back of my mind, basically like, and the thing is, is we need that $5,000. Like, like I mean, that it wouldn't hurt. Like I, I need it. You know, I just got a car. I have something depending on me now, you know, other than just my girlfriend, you know, like I needed that money, but it's, you know, again, there is a, there's a certain amount of integrity. I asked them for seven. I told them $7,000 was as low as I would go. And they came back with five and I'm sorry. Just no. Can't do it. And, like, and by the way, our our normal sponsorships cost don't, too. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, is like you know, the way that I look at that is it's it's basically the same thing, um, you know, as as uh, like a Walmart or a Target type of deal, right? These are companies mm-hmm. that have an outrageous amount of extra money to do whatever they want. You right. know, yeah. So I mean, Raid has a, a ridiculous uh, amount of money coming in because I mean, their game has a shitload of microtransactions. You yeah. know, I've played it. 
to see what it's like. Well, we did uh, sponsorships for it back on Tree School. <laughs> well, yeah, but but back on Tree School when I played it, I I played it before we ever did the sponsorships too. Yeah, you know, I I haven't played it in fucking years, but before we ever took sponsorships for it on Tree School, I played it to at least see is it fun, is there an enjoyable aspect to it, and the answer is yeah, there is. Uh, it's just that you know you, you there are a lot of things that you can buy and pay for in that game. You know, yeah. to make it go faster, to make your life easier, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to respond to them right now while this is uh, on my mind. Um, I'm just going to say, hi, uh, blank. Yeah, that's this, how you I feel that. like this should have been on the Patreon podcast, <laughs> but, you know, no, it's whatever. Fine. Well, well, because I want, you know, I want the I want the more average, uh, you know like participant to like understand a little bit how we do things. So I'm say hi blank. Um, uh, this is I, typically talk that we sort of reserve for the Patreon exclusive podcast. That's more yeah. behind the scenes, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. I appreciate the offer. Uh, but when I said, uh, X, uh, amount is the lowest we could go. Um, I really meant that, uh, should capitalize your eyes. Uh, if you're emailing people, by the way, guys, make sure you use good punctuation good and capitalization. Punctuation. Yeah. yeah. And for um, people who don't know, uh, like Ray has been emailing us since we started the channel, uh, like years at this point. And every time they email us, we increase the price. Yeah, exactly. Literally every single time we increase it by a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I appreciate the offer, but when I said uh, X amount was the lowest that we could go, I really meant that. Unfortunately, your offer isn't something that we can agree to. However, um, our original offer still stands. Um, if you and the team change your minds we would love to discuss it in the future uh, yeah best. because like if we could get a, a price that high it would probably be worth it yeah uh, well and, also and we would make a fucking hilarious ad also <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i already have i have i have this like I have this really, really, really funny idea that I can't talk about right now in case we do mm -hmm. do the ad because it would mm -hmm. be, um, <sighs> what's the word? Anyway, um, I just want everybody to know right now, uh, if we do ever work with them, we will be doing it facetiously. Uh, it will be satirical. Uh, I want you to know that Raid Shadow Legends is not a game that any of you should ever play. I do not agree with games that have microtransactions. I do not agree with games that work to toy with people that have, uh, you know, gambling addictions, any kind of neural divergency, right? Like sure. Anything, anything, anybody with addictive personalities, anybody with obsessive compulsive disorder, anybody with ADHD, anybody that has gambling issues, anybody that is autistic, like these games are built to fuck with those people specifically. Yeah. And it's just taking advantage of them. 
Yeah, because they don't make their money off of everybody spending a little money. They make their money off of a few people spending a ridiculous amount of money. Like these games have ruined people's lives and a lot of people can't wrap their heads around that. But it's like uh, if anybody ever watched Odd Taxi, it's like the guy in Odd Taxi who plays that game like fucking religiously on his phone. It's basically that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's like it's people get addicted to it. It's like it. there is a mentally stimulating aspect to opening randomized boxes, hoping to get what you get or what you oh, want to yeah, get. Dude. And then when you playing... get what you want to get it makes you want to do it more because then you trust in the system better. Yeah, dude. I was playing Naraka uh, the other week, and uh, every so often you get, like, a one of their immortal treasures, which is which is a loot box, and I got a gold skin for the character that I play, and I literally fucking screamed. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, mean, like I actually screamed with excitement, and then afterwards I was like, holy shit, I fucking screamed because I got a, a skin in a game. Yeah. That's terrifying. (laughs) And I mean, the thing is, too, is that these microtransactions are getting so bold. So fucking bold. In Pokemon Unite, there is a $40 skin, bro. Skin. I know. I saw saw Arlo's uh, video on it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a a game for kids. Okay. Pokemon is kids stuff, right? I love Pokemon. I'm sure lots of you love Pokemon. But we can all agree that Pokemon is a game that it is a series of franchise that is aimed at children. A $40 fucking skin? That is polygons. That is color changes. It just, on top of the thing that you already have, that is out fucking rageous. Mm-hmm. Despicable. It is absolutely despicable. And it's not okay. And Raid Shadow Legends is that same kind of thing so if we do end up working with them know that we are literally doing it for the money and i will reference people back to this podcast yeah and and also know that uh if if they ever listen to this podcast we'll never get that sponsorship (laughs) see that's the thing that's not true because (laughs) you don't think we don't know because nobody works with raid shadow legends they work with companies that work with Raid Shadow Legends. That's so every time completely true. Yeah. So every time that yeah. I you know, so so when they first messaged us, or I think the first time we responded to it, we had like 40,000 subscribers, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we'll do it for, you know, we'll do it for $1500, right? Because you you have to you have to wager, you know, around where you are, right? So, right. you know, view-wise and stuff like that. And we were like, yeah, well, you know, we'll offer, you know, 1,500. And then as we kept growing, they kept messaging us different companies, you know, uh, and being like, hey, you want to work with rain? Blah, blah, blah. And every time I would up it $1,000. Right now we're at $8,000. Yeah. Next time we're going to be like, yeah, $8,000, please. Um, and, you know, like basically we were given advice from a friend who's very good at marketing to just keep doing that because eventually someone will bite. Yep. And the thing yeah, is, and, is, and, Go for it. I, I actually forgot about this, but like I, I, I was talking about this with some of our patrons because uh, most people don't know how YouTube sponsorships work, and Raid is different from most of them. Most of the time, you work directly with the brand. Like when we work with Figurama collectors, we are talking to people who work at Figurama collectors. Mm-hmm. When we work with Boxu, we are talking with people who work at Boxu. We actually, like, I don't are, think we are. Are we not? No, I, I think thought... we're going. We're going through um, an independent company. But anyway, most of the time. 
you end up working with the company directly. And that's the best way to do it. Because if you're working with the company directly, you know there's no middleman. There's nothing happening in between you where they're taking a cut. When you're working with a middleman, like with a raid, what's actually happening is you say, hey, I am okay with $4,000, let's say, right? And what the company does is they then go to the – or the middleman goes to the company and says, hey, they'll do it for 6000 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that they make two grand off of your sponsorship as the middleman. Right. So then the expectations are even higher. They still get paid, but you might not get a return sponsorship because you didn't meet the requirements that you didn't even know you had. Yeah. Which if we yes, do work with Rage, them to be lower. Yeah. If we do work with Raid Shadow Legends, we will. I, I hope I hope we don't get a single download. I, I hope- would be amazed. <laughs> if we got downloads like yeah yeah I, i'm uh, amazed they're still like they must still be getting people to download off of youtube because they're still promoting it it just blows my mind with the stereotype that they have yeah i mean yeah. They're, they're worse than what was that old game uh that used to be like just as bad game of war was that it something like that there's been a tank game there's been that you know yada yada uh other thing i want to point out just because it's on my mind right now do not buy raycons okay those are shit headphones anyway <laughs> what was the uh what was the what the yeah it was like game like war games or like king of the castle or not, some not clash of clans uh there's an actual i think it was called game of war because it was the most generic game of war game of war fire age that was it <laughs> yeah we've been doing this for a long time yeah we've been around for a while but yeah basically whenever we possibly can we want to work directly with the company like with g fuel our partnership with them we we have a handler at g fuel who we talk to that we talk to about you know when our code goes up to 30 percent. sometimes sometimes he's just like yeah it's going up today and we're like oh okay uh and speaking and, of which you know, all hydration formula is in stock and our code is 30 percent off so code be is it right now still uh, it should be. I mean, it's only been a couple of days. Well, it only lasts for like four, typically. Anyway, point is, yeah, hydration stuff is all in stock right now. Now's the time to get it. B pop code, thirty percent off. Good stuff. Or ten percent uh, if it's not at thirty, but it's yeah. still still good. Still good deal. Omni's got Phaseberry coming. Phaseberry so good. Phaseberry. Uh, well, I don't know why Phase gets the best flavors. It's annoying, but it's so good. One day but we'll yeah. get a flavor. <laughs> We'll get, I hope I, so. That'd be sick. No, I, I, I will get a bonsai pop flavor. It's gonna be called. Well, we, we gotta, we gotta keep making sales for us to keep the our contract long term. So we'll That's see. True. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. When, when I, you basically, you just never want to work with a middleman company if you can help it. But some companies don't allow you to work directly with them. Raid is one of those companies. They only work directly through middlemen. Mm-hmm. So you, you can never work. With Raid, you have to work with somebody else first. And never take their first offer because they are yeah. always going to lowball you immediately. You have to be a yeah. business person. Like, being like, people are like, oh, yeah, you know, fucking YouTubers, they just sit around and fucking watch TV and then, like, you know, edit stupid little videos. And it's like, no, that's not how, that's not, that, that is so trip, that is such a trivial, trivial, trivialization of what we do. 
it, like we are social media managers we are like part-time fucking comedians we are photographers we are filmographers we are fucking writers we are businessmen it, it we it's it's it, and have- then there's the editing and mm-hmm. then there's the music on top of that. And yeah. then there's the fucking – do you know how much money you can make as an independent CEO consultant? We have to do all that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we it's... have to do all of our own SEO work and, sh- and shit. I think yeah. I said CEO. SEO, uh, consultant, search engine optimization, yeah. in case people don't know what that is. I have gotten paid by other people to help them start their channels and get them into good places because I know how to do the YouTube algorithm. Yep. And that's not a well-known thing. It's actually a skill that you can grow and learn. Mm-hmm. And it's a reason why a lot of people who start channels never get anywhere. And like mm-hmm. that was that was what happened with my first channel. I didn't fucking understand. I had gone from zero social media to all the social media, and I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Literally, like I I didn't get Twitter until like 2014. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I like the only thing I'd ever done was like MySpace and a little bit of Facebook. We're still not on TikTok. Yeah, that's true. Well, Devin, Devin has an idea about taking our scripts, uh, and then condensing them, and then just being like, "Hey, Mike, re- time to film," and just like I just read that, like what she said, and uh, just making little TikToks out of that, basically. I mean, we can try it. Like I, TikTok is one of those things where it's just like I don't know shit about it. It's not my forte, but I'm down. If you want to try something, we can give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just make something like uh, you know, you can make like a mental health TikTok. You know what I mean? Like with through dude, anime, dude. We can finally do our anime therapy. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, stuff like that. Like something good, something helpful. You know. But anyway, that's that's all in the future. Tyler, how was your anime week? Well, Mike, uh, you know, it's been it's been a a long week for me, so I haven't done a lot of watching. Yeah, Um, it has been a long ass fucking stupid. uh, week. (laughs) Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a very long week, Uh, but. Uh, mainly what I've watched this week, I watched, <laughs> so I watched Mononoke, I've watched some of that, I'm going to be watching more of it. I was hoping to watch more before the next podcast, but it just didn't happen. Because yesterday I decided to watch a shitload of Star Wars. Oh, really? I have watched, uh, over the last, like, two weeks, six Star Wars movies. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The, tr- the two trilogies, or? Yes. The first well, three and the second three? No, no. So I, I watched the original trilogy, and then I watched Disney's new trilogy. Is this your first time watching Disney's new trilogy? No, second time. Okay, okay. All right. Um, And I had the exact same opinion of it as I did the first time. The The original trilogy is still phenomenal. It's still really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first uh movie that Disney made, I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Um, the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens is the best one that they made. Uh, right, it's the closest one to Star Wars. It's funny, you know. It has good character development and good characters in general. Mm-hmm. And then they just get progressively worse. Okay, all right. Uh, and then I watched uh, uh, whatever the the Rise of Skywalker last night, and I just think that movie sucks. <laughs> That's the I, last one. That's nine. It's right? the last one, and it's just like it. 
things keep fucking coming out of nowhere, man. It's like, oh, we got to uh, we gotta find a thing. Oh, we fell into a thing and found a dagger that we were looking for, and then the dagger's going to leave me. It's just like, I feel like everything is a fucking coincidence in that movie that gets them to the end mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the movie. And, and the plot is just, like, so fucking out there. Uh, yeah. So so let me let me like give you a little bit of context, right? So uh the first trilogy is is really interesting because a lot of things happen in between the movies that aren't mm-hmm. talked about, right? Right uh, within which the movies. Is, which is the idea of the opening scroll is to catch you up on what has happened because they aren't back to back. It's not Lord of the Rings, you know, you're not picking up where you left off. Exactly. So there are I think it's like a year to like six months in between uh, a new hope and uh, empire strikes back. Right. Mm -hmm. So basically the rebels have left Yavin because they know, you know, the empire knows that they're there and they've relocated on Hoth. Um, But there's five years in between uh, empire strikes back and return of the Jedi where Mm -hmm. Luke goes off on his own and you know does his as much jedi training as he possibly can and somewhere in between there he you know makes a new lightsaber and decides that he's officially a jedi um right and then you know so like going from and then yoda's Empire, like not until you face vader mm-hmm. yeah, and then so, dies <laughs> so like somewhere in between there you know like i would imagine the first time watching empire and then jedi there must have been a little bit of a shock. It's like, oh, Luke's lightsaber's green now and, like, all sorts of shit. So, when... In the end of Return of the Jedi, there's this fight between Luke and Darth Vader, right? And yeah. Luke, uh, at one point, he starts hammering on Darth Vader. He's just, like, hammering, yeah, hammering. It's a and- fucking great fight because, like... You can see the anger that literally the fucking em- the Emperor's been talking about this whole time. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, you can feel it, you know? Yeah. And, goes- and then you see Luke's realization of what's happening. Yep. At, when he cuts off Vader's hand, and then he looks at his own hand, and he's like, fuck, I'm becoming him. Yeah. You know, well, like... He, he, he went to the dark side, like, yeah, during like, that like, fight. Like, he... But 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 it's, it's done so well in that mm-hmm. fight. You know yeah. what I mean? The audience can follow it without any dialogue of Luke being like, "Wow, I was really, I was really in the dark zone there." You know, <laughs> like you can yeah. see the realization come over him because his father cut off his hand, he cuts off his father's hand. They both have fake hands, and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm becoming my dad." You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and it's great, and the that is where the timelines split. So you you can either follow the legends or you can follow. Uh, you know, Disney, right? So, right. so in legends after that, uh, Han and Leia get married. They have two kids, Jason and Jaina, mm-hmm. um, who both become fucking badass Jedi. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Jaina ends up becoming the, the sword of the Jedi much later, much, much like towards the end of legends, like where they ended up cutting it off when Disney purchased star wars now the mm. sword of the jedi is a big deal mace windu was the sword of the jedi and mace windu had powers that they never showed in the movies they only showed it in the first clone wars animation the one that was done by the samurai jack people so they there's this jedi skill that only the sword of the jedi can use called Shatterpoint, where basically through the use of the force you can see uh polygonally where everything connects and you can find the spot within these polygons 
that will break it, shatter it. And you just like tap it and it's just like pow. And that's how she's able to that's how she's able to defeat Mandalorians. But because Whoa. the Mandalorian armor is made out of like this ridiculous stuff, I think it's called Mandalite mm-hmm. or something like that. And she can shatter Mandalorian armor with just a poke. Right. And that's dope. Yeah, it's super cool, dude. And Luke becomes, you know, the Jedi Grandmaster. Uh, but there is this part where Luke, the Empire, the Emperor comes back. This is mm-hmm. this is in a comic series, uh, but it is referenced in the books. Like all the comics in the books, kind of went together uh, post Return of the Jedi. There's a lot that's all Old Republic shit that I never paid attention right. to because I didn't like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a comic where the Empire, the Emperor comes back. And he literally turns Luke to the dark side, makes him his apprentice. And, you know, there's this core world like way, way in the center of the galaxy where the emperor has been sitting and biding his time with these clones, you know, and he's been building this new (coughs) empirical fleet and he's ready to come out and take out, take over the fucking galaxy and stuff like that. And then, you know, eventually Luke and Leia and some of the newer Jedi come in and and foil that plot and the emperor is finally gone for good um so when the force awakens came out right and and ray was you know this this girl who's separated from her plant her parents she was left on tatooine she's you know very powerful in the force but yeah yeah oh was that what it was jack okay my bad i've only watched them all once um and then you have ben solo Otherwise known as, uh, what the fuck, you know, uh, Kylo Uh, Ren. Kylo Ren, yeah. Yeah. So you have Ben Solo. Now, the funny thing is, is that Luke, his son in the Legends was named Ben. He was Ben Skywalker, right? And uh, Han and Leia had a youngest named Anakin. Um, But anyway, so Ben Solo shows up and I'm like, oh my God, dude, they're doing Jason and Jaina. Like, you know, fucking Kylo Ren and Rey are twins. They're mm. they're Han and Leia's kids, right? And then you know they go into the next movie, uh, and and there's that weird part where like Ray and Kylo Ren start working together, and they're fucking like fucking up the imper- like the Emperor's guards and shit like that, mm-hmm. or I guess they're you know Snoke's guards or whatever. And yeah, the really, red dudes. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like like the, the like they're they're like friends now, they're like partners or some shit. Like, it's fucking weird, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so so the second movie, I think, for me, what I liked the most about it was the beginning, the use of the B-Wings, which that was fucking sick. Like, I love B-Wings. They're Mon Calamari starships, uh, and the ship, like, revolves around the cockpit, um, mm-hmm. and they're bombers. Uh, they're really, right, really yeah. cool. So anyway, um, and then the fight uh, on that one place. Remember when we used to play Star Wars uh, Battlefront 2 a lot? the red place yeah, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the fucking walkers and then luke's like yeah, yeah. Fucking... The, the salt's place right yeah like, so it's covered cool. in salt but then like the the dirt is red underneath yeah that was so fucking metal dude that was such a good like scene um oh yeah but then the third movie comes in and there's so much going on and it's crazy you know there's like this like weird bounty hunter well, yeah. chick and like that- that's the thing is that like it never stops they're introducing new fucking people left and right like, like in in the third movie, it is like they never catch a breath. Yeah, 
You know, it's just they're going from place to place looking for things. Suddenly Lando's in it. Okay, he's in the movie for the rest of the fucking thing. Now there's this bounty hunter chick. Apparently Poe has a love interest. Now there's a new droid. Apparently the droid's important. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like yeah, so many new things. Happening. And they phased out All that Asian chick in such a cowardly move. Like that was the one yeah. the biggest issue I had was that they were just like, yeah, fucking what's his face? Uh, Rose. Uh, yeah, Rose and Finn had this yeah. like relationship thing going in the second one, and then the third one, uh, just gone. Yeah, Rose wasn't even a character. I mean, like she was there for like yeah. two scenes. But honestly, to me, the last movie was my favorite because they stopped the pretense of it being a Star Wars film and just went with it being a Marvel film, <laughs> and. It did. It was very, very good as a comic book movie because it essentially was a comic book movie. It was a retelling of the comic that I told you about before when Luke turns to the dark side. They used a lot from that comic, including, you know, the Emperor coming back using clones, the core Mm -hmm. planet, the, you know, the empirical like army that that he had been building. A lot of that was used from the legends and it was ridiculous, but it was it was fun. You know, I think a lot of people were expecting, you know... Oh, I mean, it was a ridiculous movie with a lot of shit going on. It was fun. It's just, like, it wasn't Star Wars. And I get what you're saying. No, it wasn't Star Wars. It was Marvel. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know? It it was like a Star Wars spinoff. And that's kind of the way that I've looked at this trilogy, is, like, it's a spinoff. But but it was, like, it didn't start completely as a spinoff. Like, the first movie, they tried to be, like, this is Star Wars. Mm. And then the second one, like, I, I mean, it's just fucking Mark Hamill stole the show every time he was on scene, on screen in the mm. second one. You know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he was just fun to watch. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and it was fun to watch Luke just being fucking Luke, but, like, older and more cynical. Yeah, the, <laughs> the most jaded Luke Skywalker ever. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is, like, I understand where the writers were going with Luke, because in Legends... Luke became this grand ma- like Luke was like so fucking badass dude like he <laughs> was like there was like Luke just like he, I can't even explain the fucking Dragon Ball Z-esque power level shit that you know he ended up <laughs> with like it's fucking ridiculous Luke could have destroyed the universe if he wanted to he was like that fucking powerful um but it was awesome you know, it was Luke Skywalker. It was he was the hero. He was the he was the wise one. He became the Yoda beyond Yoda. He you know he was great, and a lot of it ended up being about you know his kid and you know Han and Leia's kids and you know um, all sorts of stuff. But it, it, regardless, like this was a different way of envisioning Luke's future because Luke was never. In, in in the first trilogy, Luke was always flying by the seat of his pants. You know right. what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. was he was making it up as he went along the best mm-hmm. he possibly could. And he was he was too old, too old to begin the training, you know, honestly. Right. Like there was a there was a lot of fucking shit that he had to deal with that he never was able to. I mean, the second that he turned 18, like he was off to fucking war. 
you know, and dealing with this this philosophical conundrum of the force and all the energy in the fucking universe and seeing the future and dealing with it, you know, fucking murdering his dad. Yeah, or, yeah you and know, then finding like, out that, that Vader is his father and everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's dealing with a lot. Uh, it would make sense that he would have some trauma involved with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan just fucking, like, lets himself be killed right in front of his fucking eyes. Like, you know, like... It, his his master is just like just yeets himself out of existence right in front of him. He's like, You're on your own, kid, you know, until like oh, yeah. Force Ghost and, starts and, showing up. Uh Fragile's right, and uh he sees his aunt and uncle just dead, you know, yeah. just like yeah. burned to a fucking crisp. Oh yeah, the, uh, the Skellingtons. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, honestly, it makes no fucking sense. Still funny. Yeah. Uh but like if you think about all the shit that Luke went through, they could have made a really dark movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They and chose to make it lighter for a more a more universal audience, which I get. I understand that. I feel like my hero is the same way in that respect. Uh, a lot of stuff that has happened in my hero could be darker. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and my, but my that, hero- that's for like almost every shonen. Also, you yeah. know, like. Fairy tale. If fairy tale got dark, it would be better. Like it's just shonen in general is like yeah, but friendship. Yeah, and Star Wars is a shonen. Yeah, it's, essentially, you know, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a, shonen Buddhism. Yeah, it's a power <laughs> fantasy. You know what I mean? It's like you know, like this kid from nowhere, like finds out that he has superpowers, and with the power of him and his friendship with you know a a, a badass and a pretty a pretty lady. He fucking saves the universe, you know, yeah. like it's and, and by the way, this isn't to say that uh, I think that my hero should have been darker. I like my hero the way it is. I just don't watch it anymore because people are too ridiculous about it. Yeah, I'll <laughs> wait till it's over and then I'll catch up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped watching it like season three because we made like two videos on it and people were like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. they, they got down our throats about it and we were yeah, like, they- OK, well, we'll see you later. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, Omni says the uh, the Yuzan Bong series is his favorite after uh, for the after in Legends. Yeah, um, the Yuzan Bong are fucking crazy, dude. They come from another galaxy, and Ooh, everything fun. that yeah, everything that they use is organic. So their ships are actually creatures living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way that they're able to travel uh, intergalactically is uh, their ships have these fucking um, gravity locks. So the the they're able to lock on to like a star or some kind of gravitational impulse uh, from very, very, very far away. Think of it like a spider shooting a web and mm-hmm. basically zip lining to it faster than light speed, like faster, faster than hyperspace. Right. Because mm-hmm. light, light speed is slow as fuck. Uh, but hyperspace is in between light speed. These guys can go faster than hyperspace. So they, you know, zip over and they're, it's a complete, it's culture shock, right? Because they're planet right. destroyers. Uh, they, they send down these like fucking, you know, again, bioweapons to the core of planets and they, these bioweapons suck up all the energy of the core and explode the planets and they're, um, they're masochists, right? So they're all like dif- disfigured, you know, they're tall they're super mm. fucking strong, uh, but like they, they, the way of their religion is to get into this thing called the embrace of pain, which dislocates like all your fucking joints and like cuts you up and shit like that. And that's how they meditate. It's the crazy. Fuck? It's cra- dude. Star Wars is fucking sick. Star- bro. I was about to say Star Wars 
gets a little metal when you it's get metal outside as, the movies, huh? Dude, like, yeah, and and that's the other thing too is like nobody's fucking safe either. Like you know, like characters you think like are gonna go on and on and on and on, maybe not, maybe not. So it's it's really it's really fucking interesting. I highly recommend getting into the Legends books. Um, I mean, for fuck's sake, there's this one, there's this one scene that I'll never forget from one of the Legends books where uh, a Padawan basically. Um, finally, he's, he, I believe, I believe he's from a hive minded race, right? So the force is kind of fucking with him because he doesn't know how to be an individual. You know, he's That's a weed. such an interesting idea. A Jedi yeah. from a hive mind race, like the fucking, you have like a Borg Jedi. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what he ends up doing is, um, uh, they're the new Jedi temple, uh, before it gets relocated to Coruscant. Um, is under attack by a super star destroyer um and through i believe through the force and his and his entire race he's he's able to fucking basically spirit bomb um (laughs) by grabbing the star destroyer and in space with the force and fucking dragging it yeah he's on the planet he grabs the star destroyer with the force through space and drags it down to crash on the planet <laughs> and dies doing it. He burns himself out. Oh my like God. He, yeah. Fucking metal dude. Like It's so cool. <laughs> and that's why, you know, that's why with the movies, especially for people who have like checked out the legends, it's like, Oh, you could have done so much. You could have done so much. Yeah. You know? but it, it, it's the, it's the problem, right? It was like, what, what community are you trying to hit? Are you trying to hit the largest possible audience, which most movies are, especially mm-hmm. blockbuster movies, you know, like Star Wars? Uh, or are you trying to hit a particular audience that will get really invested, you know? Yeah. And yeah. typically, darker stuff in general is for a more specific audience. Not everybody likes it, you know? We yeah. happen to like it. Uh, I think you tend to like more dark stuff than I do. But I still have like a, a good level of like, yeah, get fucked up. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> for me, like, it's, it's it's morbid curiosity, I think, more than anything else. You know, like I listen to podcasts about serial killers and. Yeah. So, yeah, and, like I would never listen to that. No interest at all. Don't want to have it, not my thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. For me, it's 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 a fascination with the individual, you know, who who. I mean, obviously, like one of the things that I like about the podcast is that they go into the victims and they give the victims a story. They they mm-hmm. allow the victims to be heard, which is really important because, you know, generally serial killers like the son of Sam, for example, um, it, they're they're glorified in a way as this person who's so famous because of the atrocities they committed. But the people that the atrocities were committed to are very important and mm-hmm. they all have stories and oftentimes that's not heard and that's not fair especially because back then they were allowed to make money off their stories serial killers were right so so it's giving a highlight to the people who deserve it much more than the fucking serial killer yeah Uh, and yeah and the thing you find out and the thing like the most important thing about about serial killers in general is that you know they all for the most part have had horrendous fucking childhoods i mean Mar- uh marilyn manson god damn it um charles manson mm-hmm. his mom was like so abusive she fucking traded him for a beer to like yeah, some no, stranger I, one we, time we put that in a video recently yeah i don't remember for what exactly uh, yeah 
and and he uh he spent no, I, th- I think that was in the ranma video right yeah, was. <laughs> talking about how bad ranma's dad is Genma, yeah exactly Genma. but yeah uh charles manson spent like 90 percent of his life in jail in you know in the like the 50s 40s mm-hmm. so like you know this is back when the prison system was just like throw him in yeah let him let him let him, let him survive rock. yeah exactly you know yeah. so when he was let out he didn't know how to be a person and the thing is is he was really smart and he hung out with the fucking beach boys and shit dude like the beach boys stole one of his songs that's i didn't know that that's crazy yeah yeah like like he he was actually doing pretty well for himself it wasn't until you know whatever kind of shit came back where he you know he decided that like <laughs> there was a race war coming and like all this shit and then you know he started this cult and everything that shit went off the hinges <sighs> but they were also doing this drug dude like i don't i don't remember what it's called but you can actually just kind of find it out in the in the woods like it's it's a root and you like bite into it and you will like you will like dmt trip for days whoa yeah, it's 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 not it's it's it, like these people were out of their fucking minds, dude. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> fucking out of their. I can't remember what it's called. If I remember, I'll let you know. But yeah, it's just a root. Just a root. Weird. These people were fucking eating them, dude. Like you're supposed to make like tea just out of chowing down. Yeah, literally <laughs> like like lethal doses of this shit. Like it was ridiculous. Ah, uh, don't do that. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you become Charles Manson, basically. Um, so for me, Yikes. I've just been I've been reading uh, Monster. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of serial killers, that's how, basically, how you uh, how you liking that? Oh, I love it. It's 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 very um, it's good. It's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know there is there is good horror aspects to it. Um, it's it's very uh, Silence of the Lambsy kind of in a way. Okay, uh, which is great like we've never covered anything like that before um and it's to me it's fascinating because it takes place in germany and there is so much german knowledge within the the comic like like mm-hmm. this is not this is not somebody who's just like yeah i want to take place in germany and i'll you know blah 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 like like the mangaka he definitely studied this shit like he studied geography he studied the fucking maps and cities and so kind of like and, uh i can't remember the name but the the mangaka who does uh finland saga did yeah very much so very 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 much so and not only that but he also studied the politics of post uh the post you know um i can't remember what the wall was called but post berlin you know per, post the, split the berlin, berlin. Wall. yeah yeah post berlin <laughs> wall germany uh in in the 80s and 90s so you know he's got these politics on points on point and they're you know dealing with leftover like nazi sympathizers and turkish immigrants and like all sorts of stuff it's very it's fascinating it's fucking fascinating mm-hmm um uh, so I, I, cole's asking any luck finding monster anime for clips i have the entire monster anime downloaded uh in 480p archive so, but backed up backed up he downloaded it yeah from his from personal dvds up. yeah uh yeah. what what what's it in you said it was in 480p 480 i believe okay 
again, that's that should be fine for something that's in four by three. Like four eighty yeah. is like meant for four by three, so we'll yeah. just do pick and pick. Um, Charles says it's on YouTube, so that's good. So we can actually like like point people to it. I mean, that's one of the biggest issues with anime, especially older anime. Even though you know Monster's not that old, uh, it's from like two thousand seven. But I get well. I guess that's 14, it, 15 it, it's years Monster ago. 2000, I thought Monster was 2004. Might be 2004. Uh, I'm, Mononoke I'm sure is 2007. I know. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Monster Monster's 2004. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, it's it's interesting. Um, but, yeah, yeah that's we, good. We, we have a lot that we got to watch mm-hmm. for this month. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I'm already, like... <sighs> I'm already not only preparing for show number by watching Yu-Gi-Oh and um god damn it the other one we were going to do totally oh Shaman King yeah and reading Shaman King uh mm-hmm. but also um you know preparing for our upcoming videos for Hellmouth including Mononoke and Blood Sea Blood Sea I'm very, I'm really excited about I think Blood Sea is just going to be a fucking bloodbath dude Whew. I mean it's I've seen the, the last episode and okay <laughs> holy fucking shit dude like levels of which we like like violence on levels that not even like a rotsuka doji fucking touched and not and not sexual violence just just violent just violence like 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 like, uh like helsing sorta or yes but more visceral i would say like helsing is very like fantastical like this Mm -hmm. is like this is like brutalization you know like i feel like a lot of the a lot of the violence in helsing was like oh people are just like melting you know like this is like (laughs) people are picked up and put into a fucking meat grinder and mass you know oh my god ridiculous um alpha See you later, man. Uh, it was good hanging. Definitely, definitely a, a horror hellmouth uh, yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I, I really haven't had time to watch much. I'm still keeping up to date on Eden and Deities. No, only Peace, but I think that I have an episode I haven't seen yet. Um, I'm hoping that it goes for more than 12 episodes, because I think the next the episode I haven't seen is episode 12. So hopefully we'll get a 24-episode run. Um, I can actually check that right now, and yeah, while I, I do that, just look it up. Tyler, yeah. let's talk about video games. Yeah, let's talk about video games, because there's only one video game that we have to talk about. Yep, but let's be and, careful, because uh, it just came out, so let's Well, yeah, spoiler. no spoilers, but uh, I know that we have both been playing a fair amount of Metroid Dread. Yes. And yes. I am not a uh, I'm not like a seasoned Metroid player. I've played one other Metroid game, and it was years ago. I played uh, Super Metroid on stream, I think. Um, Did you? Oh, really? I, I think I streamed it, but I'm not positive. Uh, but I, I've definitely played Super Metroid forever ago, and like I barely remember it. I just know that I've played it and I enjoyed it. Uh, but fuck, man, if this is not a great game. It uh, is. They really nailed it. Yeah. Um, Omni says he's currently at the second real boss. I think I am very close to the second real boss. Uh, but the first boss fight I loved. It was one of the best like 2D boss fights I think I've ever 
done. It was really fun and like hard, but fair. And like, you got to sort of like learn what's going on and get the hang of it. Like it, it's really good. The controls are really slick. Movement feels great. Like the, the only thing that I don't think I like is when you pick up like items, like, uh, like, like, you know, if you get like a missile, like boost or something that gives you two extra missiles, it mm-hmm. stays on your map. It just says that you picked it up. I wish it didn't stay on the map. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're that, right. That's my main thing. It's like, I already got that. I don't care where it is anymore. I, well, I'd like know, to see the ones that I haven't gotten. Well, the thing about Metroid though, is that like, uh, it's inherently a speed run game. So after right. you can take screenshots of the map in uh you know with the switch so when you go through mm-hmm. it again you'll know where all the items are you know what i mean because like basically what you're supposed to what you're supposed to do and i i don't know if this is the case because i haven't beaten the game yet but generally metroid has different endings depending on um how fast you're able to play and how many items you got right so right. you're supposed to visit every you're supposed to complete the entire map and you're supposed to uh, get all the items 100% in every single one of the maps. I like that. I like that each map has its own percentage. So, right. you know, you're not like you don't have like 98% of the items and you don't know which fucking map the last two are in. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, so that's helpful. Um, but but it, but it yeah. is annoying because like, you know, the, the I, I got like an upgrade like a little bit ago in like the third area. That I, I remember it's like, oh, I'm going to need that. If I want to 100% this thing, I got to go all the way back to the first area, you know, right, to, to right. use this item at a specific spot to get something, you know? Yeah. I mean, so I'm at the point where I believe I have all the upgrades. So I am now backtracking through everything to get uh, 100% item completion. There are some items that like holy fucking shit to just They're to get complicated two, to get to them not not yeah yes let's just say like complicated like complicated to get to them like like um i don't think it spoils anything to say that you get the speed boost you get the speed boost in every single fucking game okay so yeah. like you know it's been a staple since like metroid 2 mm-hmm. um there are speed boost blocks that you have to basically chart a course through multiple rooms to get to because of the uh, because of the startup time to hit the speed boost right so like i haven't gotten that yet i think i'm close to it i know where you get it uh, yeah but i haven't gotten it yet yeah it's fucking brutal dude some of them are brutal but i did manage to sequence break uh relatively early in the game so did chrono really (laughs) yeah Yeah, using the speed boost i sequence broke um this like one spot and it was like i had to i had to fucking i had to run through this thing stop turn around shoot up go into this little hole drop a bomb blow up a brick and then hit the fucking the the spark shine spark or whatever it was to go flying up a fucking tube (laughs) and out the other end uh, and I was able to fight uh, a later game boss early and pick well, up an item, which was so totally I, pointless. I actually have a, uh, a uh, here, I'll mark it as a spoiler just in case people don't want to see anything. But uh, uh, Krona got this image 
uh from his game oh yeah that dude i that happens so much so i know exactly what he picked up um like <laughs> you'll get that this is a not lot. good for this is not good for a podcast i realize yeah but ba- basically it just says you cannot use this item yet so yeah, he got you got something that you just can't even use yeah you can pick up uh certain power-ups early you know um mm-hmm. and that one in particular is like the last item you get um which fucking sucks but anyway um if you know that'll help you not like fucking you'll know when to like go back to places and stuff but yeah metroid is uh it is it's hard but fair um you know i was complaining to tyler about this boss that i was fighting last night um Mm -hmm. But you learn, you know, and and yeah. and the funny thing is, is like, you know, I, I guarantee you that there's going to be a lot of people out there that are like, oh, like, this is the Dark Souls of Metroid. And it's like, no, man, no, it's like, just Metroid. like Dark Souls fucking like was based off of games like Metroid that were right. like you had to you had to learn as you went. You know, you have to go up against this boss over and over and over again and learn their patterns and learn where to hit them and learn when to hit them and, like, learn their little techniques and stuff. It feels really good to be playing an old-school 2D game in 2021. Like, it's really fun. It's hard, but it feels fair. It feels like an old-school Nintendo game, like an old-school Mario game, you know? like just polished to, like, the nth. And I love it. I fucking love it. I wish that we had more shit like this. I hope this sells well enough, and I'm sure it's going to, because, like, people are fucking going bonkers for it. Mm. Uh, but I, I hope Nintendo is like, oh, fuck, this is a good market. Maybe we should make more shit like this. Because, yeah. yes, make more shit like this. This is good. It, this, is, this is one of my favorite games that has come out on the Switch since it came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you easily. Know? And, it, and, like, I much prefer 2D Metroid to the Prime games, um, mm. you know, so, like, I'm not super, like, oh, my God, Metroid Prime 4, oh, but, like, I, you know, I think once Metroid Prime 4 comes out and everybody gets a chance, because the Prime games take place, I think, in, in between Metroid 2 and Super Metroid or in between Metroid and Metroid 2. I think it's in between Metroid and Metroid 2. So, like, as far as the lore is concerned, they're not that important and they can't really, like fuck things up too much because we have official lore now that's like way past you know what's you know what would be happening in the prime games Mm -hmm. um also yeah fragile you make a really good point a new castlevania would be fucking because honestly i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real i know that there's people that are gonna be like fuck but uh i love castlevania way more than i love metroid i (laughs) i love castlevania symphony of the night the game Boy advance games have never played a castlevania game it's like a fucking metal ass version of metroid with like yeah no i get it i mean so for instance uh symphony of the night has this one boss that takes up four room tiles the boss takes up four room tiles and it's just a giant floating ball of fucking corpses it's a it's a like fucking castlevania is so badass it's so fucking fun dude um like i would love to see them reboot it they won't they're not going to i I, i'm just saying it right now like i have i have given up on that hope because um konami (laughs) like i think that's all i need to say um like 
they Konami has taken all of their franchises and just turned them into pachinko machines. And that might sound ridiculous, but it's 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 just true. It's just fucking true, dude. Like shit is ridiculous. But um, I think I lo- I would love to see Castlevania get. I think Konami still makes the U- the Yu Gi Oh games. I could be wrong, but I think they do. I thought that was Bandai. You might be right. It might be Bandai. Yeah. Uh, Omni says. Pretty sure. Omni says Konami announced that they're getting back into gaming. I will believe it when I see it. Yeah. And they're uh, starting with a reimagining of Castlevania. A reimagining. What does that mean? Again, another one because they reimagined it with uh, Castlevania. Fucking. What the fuck was that called? I did a video on it. Uh, back back in Death Mountaineers days, I actually reviewed three Castlevania games on the Death Mountaineers. Um. What the fuck is that one where it's all in 3D and it's like God of War? Um not uh, like the not like the new God of War, but like the old God of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, a hack and slash. Uh yeah, a hack and slash mild puzzler, like yeah. It fuck that game fucking sucked. Lament uh, of Sorrows, that's what Cole nah, says. No. no. It was um it was for like PS3. Um and it just like a lot of people really liked it, and I know a lot of people were mad about uh, my review on it, if I can remember correctly. But uh, don't worry, I've I've got this. I'm just gonna type in Death Mountaineers Castlevania, Lords of Shadow. Oh, there you go. Yep, it was it was Lords of Shadow, and uh, yeah, that one that one just like that game to me personally as a castle big Castlevania fan. Lords of Shadow fucking sucked. Like I'd rather play Castlevania sixty four, and that's saying a lot. Um, so I just didn't like it. Oh yeah, well yeah, and then Lords of Shadow two I never played, uh, just because I didn't like the first one, and it was so long, dude. And like some of the jumping was like fucking sketchy as shit. Like it was just, and and that was their first reimagining of Castlevania. So I'm scared to see what they might do with it. <laughs> To be honest with you, hopefully whatever it is, it'll be a Switch exclusive and be 2D. But if it's not, then you know we're fucked. But it's <laughs> it's great to see Metroid back. It, it is a very fluid uh, game. You know, Arlo is talking about how like when it, there's a bump, you know, like a one block step up, Samus just mm-hmm. steps up it. Yep. Like you don't get stuck on your fucking ankles or whatever. Yep. Like it's it's very it's very fluid. Um. The one, I think, complaint that I have is it takes a real... I mean, I guess it's not a complaint because it's there to bar certain progression, but, like, it takes a long time to get the morph ball. Yeah, you know I what just... I mean? It's the most recent thing that I got. Um, yeah, it's, it takes I've a while. I've only fought one boss. Though. Yeah. So, like, either I'm having, a, I'm having a hard time finding bosses or, like... I don't know, but like it, it does take a hot minute to get it, and once you get it, like the entire fucking game changes. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. Like, oh yeah. There's morph ball spots fucking everywhere. Yeah, and and in the beginning too, and it's like, it's like I mean with uh, Metroid um, Fusion, which is the one that I played before this, because that's the only one that I hadn't played. Uh, not a big fan of Fusion, by the way. Um, I'm pretty sure you just start with the morph. Generally, you just start with the morph ball, if I remember correctly. From most of the games, I I don't yeah. know. I could be uh, I could be wrong. I, I think but... Fragile's right about this. Is that uh, it's to make the slide stand out early on? Mm-mm. Yeah, because the slide is very useful, especially once you get the uh, 
the the super sprint um because you can you can super you can slide and continue your super sprint oh cool um, yeah so just take that Makes as sense. advice because you're gonna need to do that in some like areas and shit like that and like if you didn't know you'd be like what the fuck you know so yeah yeah but it's anyway. but it's really cool and you yeah, start with uh game. the uh the side jumping is really good like the the wall climbing Mm-hmm. is is very um fluid like it's not like the old games where like you know in super metroid to like jump up a wall you had to like have it perfectly timed and do all these like directional inputs like yeah. if you jump at a wall and just press jump when you hit the wall samus will immediately jump to the other side and you yeah just do it's that. much closer to like a like like a like man mario yeah jump. yeah yeah very you know, very like, much closer it's just like if, you, if you're on the wall you can jump off the wall mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. but you can't scale the wall in the same way that you used to in, in like in metroid no. super metroid you can just like go up one edge of the wall all the and way by up jumping to the continually top. yeah like you, you can't like Mega Man x that shit or anything yeah exactly uh, yeah. But that's but as far as as far as I'm concerned, I think that's good to a degree. I mean, it definitely does stop you from being able to um sequence break mm-hmm. a lot. Like mm-hmm. uh so the speed runs will definitely be interesting. I know there's people already doing it. Um Oh, definitely. But uh but yeah, so like in Fusion, they took out everything that allowed you to 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 sequence break like you couldn't fucking um i mean one of the one of the things that's most sequence breaky is when you get the the bomb for the morph ball mm-hmm. like just a regular bomb and you can infinitely bounce on those bombs straight up right you could not do that in fusion and it drove me up a fucking wall like mm-hmm. you, you was only there was a specific amount that you could fucking go up and that was it so yeah, I, um, I haven't gotten to the bombs yet. I know they're in there because it's fucking Samus, you know, but uh have not yet gotten to that. Yeah. Soon but, though, I hope. I'm gonna play some more today. Uh yeah, same. Although I got I gotta fucking watch I gotta watch Mononoke. Yeah. Well I'm I'm the gonna struggle. play and then I'll watch Mononoke later for sure. But uh I also got Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fucking uh, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a great monkey ball game. Yeah, like yeah, it's 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 there's a lot in it. Uh, you know, it has its own in-game currency that you get from the game. It's not there's no microtransactions or anything. So, you know, you can customize your monkeys and buy secret characters and buy like all sorts of interesting stuff in there. Um, through earning your own points, which is really nice. Uh, but like monkey ball has always been um, it's always been a favorite of mine. You know, I had Monkey Ball 2 on the... I still have Monkey Ball 2 on the GameCube, and that game is just fucking amazing. And this game is Monkey Ball 1 and 2 and 3 put together. Right, right. So it, it it's just arcade fun. It, it's got that classic Sega, like... Sega just has this touch. You know what I mean? Mm. Same thing. You, you see it in Yakuza. Yeah. You know, you see it in, like, a lot of the old Dreamcast games when, you know, they didn't have a lot of third-party support, so Sega was just putting out Sega games. And mm-hmm. Sega just has this this fun, quirky, extra-Japanese, like, flavor to it. You know, this sprinkle of, of Sega that is undeniably Sega, and I love it. And Monkey Ball is very much, like, the epitome of that, I think. Yeah, so. I totally agree with you on that. It It is very, like, 
if there is a specific game that screams Sega to me, besides like Sonic, you mm-hmm. know, it would be Monkey Ball. Yeah, I would say that's like Monkey Ball is even more Sega than Sonic is because Sonic. Like, I, I would. I I was honestly thinking that it's just that like when I think Sega, like Sonic pops into my head, but not the games, just the character. Right. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? As like the yeah. mascot, but mm-hmm. in in terms of like what games popped into my head, Monkey Ball is the is the top one. Yeah, because it, it because Sonic has to appeal to fucking every single person. You know what I mean? Like right. Sonic has Sonic is their flagship, so it's the gateway drug to Sega. Whereas Monkey right. Ball is like, all right, here's a real hit, buddy. <laughs> like, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get weird? Like, here you Check go. this shit out. Cole says uh, Fantasy Star Online is my default Sega. For a lot of people, that is too. But a lot of people didn't have a Dreamcast. What were you saying? I was just going to say, you can play as a Japanese guy in a ball. (laughs) That's true. You can also play as uh, Beat from Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah, I I don't know if you ever... Have you ever played the Jet Set games? No. Those are also incredibly Sega. (laughs) Those those are (laughs) maybe even worse than Monkey Ball. Jet Set Radio uh, is crazy. I watched uh, She Says' his video on Monkey Ball, though. Oh, really? Oh, did yeah. he make a new one? Yeah, he got the game early from Sega to make a video on. So many people got that game fucking early, dude. But it's just like, that's surprising to me. Mm. That's the first AAA company that's ever given him a game early so that he could break it. That's because Sega is fucking cool, dude. Like, honestly, yeah. I think that them going as a as a third party developer has been the best thing for that company once they figured it out because mm-hmm. they now like they are so chill with things because they just want people to like their games and they see right. things like fan games as compliments which like, is excellent yeah fuck you pokemon yeah or not it's uh, yeah pokemon fucking i mean we just talked about metroid can't fucking yep. mention Metroid without uh, AM2R. Oh, I mean, you can't fucking do anything, Nintendo. Like, remember yeah. Project M and shit? Like, <sighs> yeah, well, a- oh, AM2R. Project M was so good. Wait, which one was that? Project oh, M was Smash the Brothers. Smash Bros. Uh, where they took, um, what was, what was it, Brawl? The, oh, that was the middle one, right? Mm-hmm. Not the the one after melee. They took yeah. Brawl's characters and, and made it melee centric, and then started adding in new moves and shit. That game is still to this day the best Smash game that's ever been released. I believe it. Yeah, dude. So fucking, uh, fucking good. AM2R was a Metroid Two remake before the Metroid Two remake. In fact, actually, Tyler, uh, because you don't have a 3DS, that is your only option of playing Metroid Two, and they did mm-hmm. an amazing amazing job and it got the mc8 they made the whole they remade the whole fucking game and like so did uh pokemon uranium you ever yeah i that? remember that no i never got to play it before i got the mc8 i i played it before i got dmc8 and it was fucking awesome yeah i mean that's the thing is that like you know sega not only embraces fan games but they'll take the people who made those games on and give them a chance yeah. Like uh, the fucking dude who did uh, Sonic Mania, which is the best reviewed Sonic game in fucking years, dude. Years mm-hmm. since uh, Sonic um, fucking Generations or whatever. Right. You or know? Colors or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Colors did all right, but like it's still, you know, 
I I don't like I don't like colors at all. Mm. Stupid fucking little alien fucks that you get. Apparently, get Omni still has the install for Uranium. That's cool. Oh, really? Hell yeah! Nintendo, the Disney of Japanese video games, very much so. I mean, like, I like a lot of Nintendo IPs. I do not like Nintendo as a company. I think as that they're company, scumbags. Yeah. yeah, I think they're fucking scumbags, and I think that uh, they they do this like you know oh we're for the kids for like Mm -hmm. uh as an excuse to basically like fuck people over like fuck fuck their real fans over they're not trying to they don't want to continue to please their old fans they want to continually get kids into nintendo so that they can grow up and be sad adults who can't play the games that they loved when they were kids (laughs) i mean (laughs) and until they sell it back to us yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like Mario 64. Yeah. Speaking of which, I just re-upped our family plan. Um, but I'm probably going to have to change it again once they implement that N64 thing. Because I know Devin wants to play the N64 games, even though we fucking own every one of them. <laughs> why doesn't she just play it on the Nintendo 64? It's not portable. She's like, she's one of those portable uh, people that right, just love right. the fact that it's portable. Um I do Beta love that, 64. but it's like, isn't she just playing it at home? Yep. I so don't think I've ever seen her plug the Switch into the dock. That blows my mind. She just I loves... never play the Switch undocked unless I'm out. I have to play it undocked right now because I'm waiting for my glasses to come in. Because uh, mm. I broke my old pair. But uh, got a new, got new prescription. Got a new stigmatism. My left eye too now. Uh, Ooh, exciting. So that's fun. Yeah. Oh, here's some fun shit. I know we're we're getting towards the end of the podcast here, Tyler. Mm-hmm. You're probably squirmy. But um, I'm so squirmy, dude. I haven't eaten yet today. I was gonna order uh, food before we ever started this. I see. Ugh. So I went to the eye doctor um last week to get a new prescription. Um I ended up having to pay a hundred bucks to go to Walmart because everywhere I called was booked out until fucking March, dude. Yeah. Target was booked until December. <laughs> so I just, I ended up getting a walk-in at Walmart and the eye doctor there was so enthusiastic about eyes. I've never, <laughs> I've, I've never met a doctor that taught me so much in such a little time. It, it was, he was great. I really, really liked that guy a lot. I, I, I wanted to be like, why are you working at Walmart, dude? You I, know, like, I'm not going to lie, man. I had a very similar experience with my, uh, with my COVID shot and the, the, uh, pharmacist who did it for me oh, yeah? best pharmacist i've ever had really i would go back to that walmart just to work with her again that's so weird i wonder how walmart like pays because really this guy was just like he was he was friendly he was he explained everything that he was doing you know he explained because i i also have a weird thing in my right eye that people have been scared about since i was a kid um i used to have like a void basically in my right <laughs> eye that they thought was um Immaculate the devil de- de- oh. immaculate degeneration mm. um but it turns out it's not uh and now this doctor is convinced that i had fluid in my eye from some kind of injury that um basically dried up so now what's left in there is essentially like specks of salt around my retina mm. um or whatever from this fluid drying up think about like a you know a dry lake bed or something like that but anyway so i'm talking to this guy and i was like hey man like I gotta admit, like, my close-up vision is kind of going a little bit. 
you know, like I can only focus this, this far. And I showed him where I could see my fingerprints, you know, from my, my hand to my eye. And, uh, he was like, that's totally normal. He's like, don't even worry about it right now. And then he was like, so basically what happens is when you are born, the focusing part of your eye is basically a gel. It's like an elastic Mm -hmm. gel, right? And as you get older, it hardens. Mm -hmm. And right now at 30, you have lost 50% of your close-up vision. Like you, you know, like you've, you've, because it's gotten harder, it doesn't stretch. It doesn't focus the way that it used to. He's like, by the time you're 40, you'll have lost 90. That's pretty much typical. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And he was like, anything past 90 is when you're going to end up needing bifocals. Um, So if any of you out there are my age or a little younger, a little older, and you notice glasses are, man. Yeah. If you, if you've noticed, you can't, you can no longer like put your finger up to your eye and see your fingerprint that's just natural and he was like he was like it's fascinating that no matter what your eyes will fail you no matter how yeah. no matter who you are no matter how good you are to your eyes you will eventually your eyes will fail because of the way that this this membrane is and he was like uh once you hit 100% is when it crystallizes and that's how you get cataracts. That's what a cataract mm. is, is that is that membrane crystallizing. Um, and he was like, so no matter what, you will eventually get cataracts. And if we didn't have cataract surgery, eventually everybody that uh, lived up to a certain point, depending on who they are, would go blind. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. I was like, okay, doc. Fucking that, learn that something is today, really dude. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that is super interesting. Uh, I was just going to say, I haven't gotten a single pair of glasses uh in the US for the last I don't know 7 years maybe What do you mean? I buy them online from a website called zenioptical.com. Oh yeah, a lot of people like Zenny. Mhm. Yeah, uh because then I can just get the prescription. I think the glasses that I'm wearing right now I paid $10 for. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. my last pair I paid 24. So like, I so yeah, like so are I mean I I can't really like remember your glasses. They're like they're like a typical like you know kind of like my, my current brim. ones are, are are thicker, large black framed glasses. Yeah, yeah. They they always seemed like you know pretty like decent solid glass. Uh, Honestly, glasses. the ones that I'm wearing right now that I've made my primaries. I used to just have them as backups. Uh, mm-hmm. but but I grew out my hair over COVID and, and started having the beard, and I I like the way these glasses look now more. Than my old thinner frames that I used to wear, right? Um, yeah, but you yeah, do have like, a face that works really well with thick glasses. Like your style right yeah. now, Ty. I'm just letting you know you're you're fucking killing it, dude. Like I'm 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 very happy with uh, what I got going on in the, in the style department. The beard, um, the hair, the glasses. You, you've really like grown into the face. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I mean I I do kind of owe a lot of that to my ex because she helped me out a lot with that. Uh, it, that's fair. I mean, I specifically owe... with, uh, with the glasses and in, in saying that she, she liked my hair long and I was like, it looks weird, but then I left it for like a month or two and I was like, you know what? I do like how this looks. So now yeah. I'm just like going with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what, that's what, like, even if relationships fail, right? Like you always will benefit from it in some way. And th- there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, like even me and Rachel, like there were things that I learned in that relationship that were lifetime important things. Uh, I learned 
the signs, symptoms, and fucking like red flags uh, about somebody who's on drugs. I always know when people are on drugs now. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly than that, you know, I learned that I can work a full time job. I can work a hard job. I can take care of somebody. Um, I learned how to pay bills. I learned how to open bank accounts. I learned how to fucking, you know, budget. I learned all sorts of stuff from that relationship. And it was an awful, terrible horrible relationship with a horrible person but there are still good things that came out of it there's nothing fucking there's nothing wrong with that you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah like, but I, i'm very happy i i think that if uh if i ever moved back down to san diego i would be like what the fuck am i doing with this beard and this hair and shit <laughs> uh but up in the pacific northwest dude this is like standard you know i'm i'm fucking oh, yeah. default pacific northwest style right now <laughs> yeah I think I think you look great, dude. I'm super I, excited for Grant. I'm to come excited. Up. I was about to say I'm super excited for Grant coming up here because I think it'll rub off on him some, and we yeah. may see a, a more hippie looking Grant in the future. Yeah, a more indie emo Grant, yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, my eyeglasses came from Pear. Uh, it's it's Pear Eyewear. Uh, and the reason that I bought them from Pear, they were they were a little expensive, sixty bucks for for um frames but here's the cool thing about pair right and i'm gonna be honest found out about it on tiktok uh (laughs) thanks to devin or somebody on twitter i don't remember anyway so so with pair you get a pair of glasses right obviously Mm -hmm. you send them your prescription and then there's this thing where you hold a card up to your head so it can you know figure out how far apart your eyes are or whatever yep yep Uh, yep and uh but the coolest thing about them is that you can get lenses or not lenses, but frames, right? Extra frames that okay. are magnetic. So oh, you just, what? yeah. So, you can so just change out your lenses, not your lenses, but just the front of the frames. Oh yeah. So you just like, you just boop and then you got brand new fucking glasses that day oh you want you know you want to so wear you have like a basic frame but then you can put essentially another frame on top of it yeah right in the front yeah like a cap like uh That's like um, yeah and they're magnetic and it's it's fucking dope so um i got like three different uh like front front frames uh i mm-hmm. got one that's like black on top white on bottom I got one that I think is like white that like fades into a black. So it's like white on top and then it fades into a black. And then I got uh, sunglasses. So these oh. ones actually have sunglasses on top of them. So I don't need to get a prescription sunglass. That's and also, so nice. Yeah. And I don't have to look like a dork, you know, with the with the clip on shades. You know what I mean? Oh, like I know. The- Dude, my dad has been using clip on shades. Mm-hmm. for like he has he has three sets of glasses he has his regular glasses my dad has horrible fucking vision like awful uh mm-hmm. so he needs his glasses so he has his clip on or sorry he has his regular glasses he has a prescription sunglasses and then he has the clip ons for just when he's driving in the car and he can't like he just has them there so that when the, the sun starts to go on or whatever he can just clip them on <laughs> hell yeah exactly and like i i just think I've always thought that they looked goofy and there's nothing worse than transition lenses in my opinion. Um, you you like, don't like transition lenses? What, why not? Lenses that turn into sunglasses? Yeah. Because the glasses never look like sunglasses. Mm. So 
like it looks like you're just wearing goofy sunglasses rather than sun like sunglasses are supposed to be a little flashy you know what i mean they're supposed to yeah no, i hear you yeah so it's like uh my sister I know a lot of people has, really like the transitions though i well yeah because i mean i mean what's better than not having to fuck around with you know extra glasses or anything like that yeah. you just fucking go out in the sun they turn into sunglasses but there's something about the look of them i mean i think you can i think you can prepare for it you know what I mean? Like if you if you want transition lenses, if you like transition lenses, you should get a pair of glasses that kind of work as both glasses and sunglasses right. and then it won't look so weird. But when you have like glasses with say like invisible uh uh, frames. frames you know it's like a yeah, wire yeah, yeah. and then mm-hmm, it's just like mm-hmm. the lens like that just looks weird man it like almost looks like a john lennon glasses yeah like sunglasses but like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah bad yeah so i don't know that's my own personal opinion like if you have transition lenses you love that shit like that is totally i i've heard I mean, I'm really proud good of things about them i don't have them personally uh because i didn't pay for them but yep. uh i next time i get glasses i might consider it i don't know i might also just get a pair of prescription sunglasses you should just go uh, to pair dude and then you can get all the fucking sunglass caps you want the one that i got is uh it's uh fucking god what's that japanese tea we literally have some from boksu um uh, matcha. matcha oh matcha matcha yeah it's uh it's it's um what do they call it when turtle tortoise shell it's tortoise shell and then it transitions into matcha at the bottom around the bottom of the, uh, the <laughs> okay. things yeah so i just i got those i'm excited and i got the kirby's because those are like the big thick glasses so i'm excited mm-hmm. um yeah I honestly think- the the glasses that i wear right now i think my sunglasses have almost the exact same frames so i could use uh these if they were transitioned uh, i have my uh youtube gaming sunglasses those are the ones that i always use because uh, they're I, fucking cool as fuck okay we're we're over two hours so we should wrap up but just last story in college i used to wear sunglasses fucking constantly because i was in santa barbara right mm-hmm. uh so it was sunny all the fucking time so i always wore sunglasses i realized one time that i could not go outside without sunglasses or my eyes would hurt because I had been wearing them so fucking often, my eyes had gotten used to it. It took me, like, fucking weeks to get back to being able to wear, to, to just be outside without sunglasses on. Sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you have brown eyes, right? Yeah, they're like brown hazel. Okay, yeah, so there's another interesting thing I learned is that um, the color of your eyes changes your uh, sensitivity to light. So if you have, yeah, if you have like really light blue eyes, like I have pretty dark blue eyes, but if you have Mm -hmm. light blue eyes, um, the sun is really painful, you know, because it's, everything is much brighter, much, much, much brighter. Um, and your night vision is much better than somebody with brown eyes. So if you have brown eyes, obviously you have more melanin in your eyes. Uh, so you're actually a lot better at dealing with the sun. It doesn't um, fucking seem like it. I've had <laughs> so many problems with the sun, dude. But your sun night makes vision. Me sneeze. Oh, really? Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. I if don't I, know. When I, I go outside and and it's sunny, I I start sneezing. Yeah, some people are like that. Like I had yeah. I had this friend that was like that, and he would sneeze and sneeze and sneeze and sneeze. And sneeze. It was super weird. Um, I st- then I he moved to San Diego twice, so. and then I'm good. Oh, I see. He would sneeze like 30 times. Like, I think his record was like 35 times in a row. Oh my god. 
Yeah, like yeah, it's just like it like crosses your fucking brain molecules or some shit. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's like I've definitely looked up on Google. I've been like, am I allergic to the sun? You know, <laughs> like yeah, that's fair. But anyway, uh, guys, this has been the bonsai podcast uh i hope that you enjoyed yourself i think tyler and i enjoyed ourselves we needed this it's always good to sit down and hang out um Mm -hmm. the patreon podcast will likely be on schedule this week so get excited for that if you're in the patreon got lots of things to talk about um and i would say think about think about the patreon man extra base tier gets that extra podcast so if you're really into the podcast and you really want to see us go like wild you know like this is the podcast is definitely a little bit more business oriented than um the patreon podcast like the the patreon Patreon podcast podcast is channel oriented and then uh shooting conservatives into the sun oriented (laughs) yeah just just shooting the shit basically (laughs) but um with our wisconsin canyon uh canyon yeah yeah Dude, 2027, we're doing it. <laughs> Wisconsin, here we come. Occupy or not Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Or, uh, sorry, Wyoming. 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 Yeah, we don't Wyoming. want to fuck Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, follow us on social media uh, at bonsai underscore pop, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you, I mean, that's the best way to find out when the podcast is going yep. live. And we are also uploading to YouTube again. So this will be up on YouTube and last week's podcast will be up on YouTube. So we hope to see you there so you can leave a comment and subscribe, yada, yada. But uh, everybody, you're the best. Thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.